0: I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me, all my days I've been held in your hands. Shall we pray, Father, we give the glory for the life you've given unto us. We thank you that you have loved us with an everlasting love. We thank you that you have not given upon us. We thank you for grace that we will not miss you in this year and beyond. We thank you for ideas. Ideas in every aspect of our life. Ideas in our finances, in our relationship, in our health, in our career. Father, we pray for the grace not to be lazy. We pray thanking you that you have counseled every growth. a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms we thank you that father you are present help in time of trouble we thank you for the comforting ministry of the holy spirit we thank you for your word which is light onto our path and a lamp onto our feet we thank you for angelic assistance we thank you for delivering us from misfortunes from accidents from wicked and unreasonable people we thank you for loving us we thank you for calling us your own and we thank you that we can call you our Father. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Wow. Gradually, the year is running. Hmm. We thank God that He has still counted us worthy to see another day. And indeed, we must continue to work the works of Him who has sent us. Jesus said that, My meat is to do the will of who has sent me and to accomplish it to every that take heed to the ministry which thou has received from god we have been sent on a mission and we start our year with prayer topics that god wants us to consider god wants us to engage him on consistently and we started by saying that we don't want to miss god this year we want to be spiritual people we want to be like daniel people that can pray three times a day Because we have reckoned that we are not too busy to pray. We are not too comfortable to pray. We are not too influential to pray. We are not too blessed to pray. We are not too connected to pray. We don't have enough problems not to pray. Then we went on to look at the fact that the world is run by ideas. And everything we see is an idea. And even as we don't want to miss God. One of the things that God is doing this year in our lives is that He's given us ideas. He's given us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He's given us Inside, David said that, open down my eyes that I might behold wondrous things in our world. The same words that people read and sleep like asking God to open her eyes the same situation that people see and call it a failure. We are praying that you would see with the eyes of Caleb and Joshua. But the 12 spies saw the same thing or they were presented with the same situation. But 10 of them saw themselves as grasshoppers and 2 saw themselves as more than conquerors. Then we went on to look at my personal favorite that we need to cancel the spirit of laziness and regardless of the situation you are born into, regardless of the situation life throws at you, the Bible says that he has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness so if your life is not the way it is to be. It is not because God is not doing something, but it is simply because we are not working out the grace of God upon our lives. Paul said that, I am the least of all the apostles because I have persecuted the church, but then the grace of God found me, and because of God's grace, I am who I am. But that is not just the matter, of, or it's not just because of God's grace, that is why I am who I am, but because I labor more about. So the reason why Paul is Paul is not because of the anointing on his head. It's not because of the grace that he was carrying. It's not because of the spirit of revelation that he had. But it was because he went. He labored more abundantly. So for all you know, Luke or Timothy or Paul might have had a deeper revelation into the mysteries of God. But they didn't labor as much as all them. The reason why Europe is where they are and we are where we are because we don't work. Look at Ghana anybody feels entitled to certain promotions to certain opportunities when we don't work for it and we think that just by gaining independence we would have developed mercy I am just listening to some documentary about the Roman Empire an empire that lasted about 600 years and they were the first um, civilization to build pipes that could be a source of water or that could connect them to a river to all the homes in Rome so they built pipes and the big panels and as they were building the encountered mountains and they had to find a way. This was, I think, 500 years before Christ was born. Look at the engineering level at that time. But these people went. They were able to dig tunnels in the mountains. Look at that time. And at that time, no home in Rome lacked water. Every home in Rome was supplied with water. And they built roads that wherever you are, you can always come to Rome. That's how we have the saying: all roads lead to Rome. But look at us, capital city Accra, there are more areas in Accra without water than areas with water. Almost one out of every two homes in Accra, people fetch water in 21st century. You know what? We think and pray out our problems. Mercy. Then we look at the fact that regardless of how much we labor, regardless of the effort we put in, we would always need the help of God. We would always need the favor of God, regardless how hard working Nehemiah was. In fact, in Nehemiah 4, the last verse, he said that, And they worked all night, and nobody changed his clothes except for worship. So they were using one hand to work, And one hand, they had a sword. So as they were working, they were holding their sword. But all this wouldn't have happened if Nehemiah did not gain favor before the king. We need help from God and we need help from men. So the Bible says concerning Jesus, that Jesus grew not just in wisdom, but he grew in favor, not just before God and men. You will need help from people. You will need help. Then today we are looking at what I like to call the last piece of the puzzle. (laughs) You know, this is the fifth prayer topic, and I'm sure if you are with us last day, you can assume what the last prayer topic would be. But you want to look at what I call the last piece of the puzzle. We are not missing God. God has given us the ideas. We are working out the ideas. We are working out the grace. James said that, show me your works, and I'll tell you your faith. So your works is an indication of the level of faith you have. Then we went on that we will need the help of God. But what is this last piece of the puzzle? Let's go to Joshua chapter 1. God was having an interesting discourse with this young army general who was about to complete the last piece of the puzzle that Papa Moses started. And let's see, verse 1. I'm hoping to read the whole verse or the whole chapter as fast as possible. So can let's flow. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord speak unto Joshua, the son of Lamb, moses's minister saying so let's replace ourselves over there so god spoke unto me <laughs> god spoke unto i Ben. god spoke unto i abena god spoke unto i baba god spoke unto i benji god spoke unto isa and he's saying that moses my servant is dead now therefore i rise so let's say he has said unto us i have given you ideas i have given you grace i have given you help but he's saying now arise and go over to this Jordan, that thou and all these people, unto the land which I give thee, even to the children of Israel, every place that the soul of your foot shall tread upon, I have given it unto you, as I said unto Moses. So we see that God has made every resource available for us. It is everywhere the soul of your foot shall tread, I have given it to you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this level, even unto the great river, the river Ephratus, and all the land of the hitties and the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast remember when we are praying we said that acts of me and i'll give the earth as thy inheritance and the outermost part as thy possession i've said also that the anointing is not just for jerusalem it's not just for Judea, it's not just for samaria but it's for the outermost part of the earth. and god is telling joshua that the demarcations of the promised land and he's saying that even from the going down of the sun shall be your cause verse five there shall be no man that shall be able to stand before thee in all the days of thy life as i was with moses so will i be with you i will not feel thee nor forsake thee God's word to somebody and to me god is saying that the idea he has given me that global idea he has given me i will face oppositions i will face heart breaks I will face obstacles but God is giving his word that just as he was with Moses just as he was with Jesus so also will he be with me the Bible said that how God anointed then Jesus Christ of Nazareth the Holy Ghost and with power how God has anointed me just as he was with Jesus so also will he be with me but now listen to God's instruction and this is our prayer topic he said in the verse 6 be strong and of good courage. Mm. For unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I spoke unto thy fathers to give thee. Verse 6, listen to what he said Be strong and be courageous. Look at verse 7. He said, i already given you the land. But what does God require of us? He repeats the first line he said in verse 6. He says in verse 7, Only thou be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant has commanded thee tell not from it from the right or to the left that thou mayest prosper wherever thou goest and we know the verse 8 This book of the law shall not depart out of their mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein for thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success look at the verse 9 again have I not commanded thee be strong and of good courage be not afraid so I'm sure as God was talking to Joshua he was looking at the facial expression Actually, this guy it seems that like I'm speaking too big for him Joshua is just looking at himself That like, hey Papa Moses could not accomplish am I the one going to do the work so as God was telling him that oh meditate upon the law. Joshua's face was looking some way then God again repeated in the verse have not I commanded thee be strong and courageous. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed For the Lord thy God is with thee, wheresoever thou goest. We we'll pull put out the verse 19. It's about 18 verses. But let's go to the last verse. Or let's start with the verse 7 verse 17. According as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. So the people are talking to Joshua that Charlie. Just as we listen to Moses, we also listen to you. But we all know that these people, they didn't really listen to Moses. They literally drove Moses to this grave. <laughs> Only the Lord thy God be with thee, as he was with Moses. And as long as God is with you, just as he was with Moses, we take your back. Now look at the verse 18. Whosoever he be that rebelled against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words, in all thy commandest him, he shall be put to death. Hey! Now look at the last line. Only be strong and of good courage. Only be strong. In one chapter, God told Joshua about three times or four times in the verse 6, in the verse 7, in the verse 9, in the verse 18. God told Joshua the same thing. Only be strong and courageous. What are we praying for? We are praying for boldness. And I call it the last piece of the puzzle because now the people of Israel are facing the promised land. They have suffered the terminals of the wilderness. They have fought battles. So God has given you ideas. You are liberating with the idea. If it's a business idea, you have created a page. You are doing your market survey. You are talking to people you are getting more materials, you are doing everything and it's left in the last part to announce yourself. And that's where many of us we shake in the face of the crowd. Some of us, if you are into sports, or you are into music, you have done rehearsals upon rehearsals but the day of the program. And it's as though you cannot sleep, you are so anxious, you are so nervous. You... <laughs> and at that point, the last piece of the puzzle is boldness. Our ideas, our labor, and the help of god would all be in vain if we are not bold enough to take a step you see it will amaze you the things people have locked up in their rooms their ideas their plans their decisions the connections and it will amaze you how little people are able to do just because of timidity people are not bold enough to step out and execute the word of the lord or the word that god has given to them our boldness doesn't stem from ourselves but our boldness stems from the word of the lord to us so because god told joshua that because i am with you you shall take over the land all i require of you is to be bold and courageous God was training David at the backside of the wilderness. God brought a, a lion, God brought a bear. So they were like mid semester exams. But the day came when Goliath stood before the army of Israel. And at that point, it is not now that David is going to revise his notes. All that God needed David to do was to approach King Saul and say, I will fight Goliath. That was all that God required of David. The boldness of David to fight goliath david needed boldness Nehemiah needed boldness to approach the king and say king the walls of jerusalem are broken down i need your help daniel needed boldness when the king told his chief servants that give these people what i eat daniel and his friends told the chief guy no we will not eat from the king's table give us water and vegetables even the guy was afraid that hey If I give you water and vegetables, they don't look like the rest of them. I will be in trouble, but Daniel was bold enough to tell him that you put us on a test for 10 days. After 10 days, come and do your church. And another time, when they erected the statue and the king gave the decree that at the sound of the trumpets, at the sound of every musical instrument, every knee should bow, it took the boldness of his three Hebrew men to say that we shall not bow. At that point, it is not your tongue speaking that God requires. At that point, it is not insight and revelation that God requires. At that point, it is not your intellectual prowess. It is not your communication skills. At that point, all that God requires of you is to be bold enough to say, We shall not bow. Boldness is the last step because many of us we keep incubating ideas. Hey, and that's one thing I loved about includes the COVID. It made everybody realize that we have been giving ourselves excuses for not doing the things we knew we had to do. So I think it is is a statistic that in the year twenty twenty, a lot of startups shut up because everybody was forced to be bold, because it is by survival, because your company had led you up, it does not mean that you will cease to eat, you will cease to buy water, you will cease to live. So people were forced into taking bold decisions, starting their ideas, of executing their dreams, of starting to write that book, or starting that project. We need the spirit of boldness. So four times, that was about or by the word of two or more witnesses, and matter is established. God told Joshua four times, only be bold and courageous. And God is telling us in this year 2022, only be bold and courageous to take that step. You see, I'm going to realize that mostly if you are starting something, you will not figure it all before you can start. No matter how well you do your research, you do your investigation, you will never feel prepared enough to start. It is like marriage. No matter how training or counseling you have gone to, you will always feel inadequate when you are going to get married. You, you will never feel sufficient enough to get married. And is good. God does it like that so that you know that your sufficiency is of God, not of yourself. You see, most people come and ask me, oh, how are you good in public speaking? May I cannot speak in public. Uh, either way, I always shake and I always laugh. I say, every time I'm speaking in public, My stomach does me some way. I also have those feelings. But people don't believe them. I think what I only do is that I just envisage the first one minute I come on stage. As for what will happen next, I don't care. It's about how I'll enter. If I can be bold enough to pick up their mic and say, Yo, yo, people, what's up? That's all. (laughs) It's only the first step that I plan for. How enter the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1, that the wicked see when no one pursues, but the righteous they are as bold as a lion. Ah, so timidity is an act of unrighteousness. Cowardice is an act of unrighteousness. And boldness is an act of righteousness. Sweetheart, you need to be bold enough. And that is what ladies admire, guys. I think I'm not the lady. That is why, generally, mainly Ghanaian ladies, no matter the signals you give to them, they want you to come with your face and your chest and say, Hello, baby. <laughs> From the first day I met you, I knew you were the one. But you know what? I had to pray. But now I've come and say, baby, I love you. I don't know, Ghanaian ladies like face to face proposal. I don't know where they got it from, but every Ghanaian lady likes that boldness in their mind. to face them fair square. They don't want between us. And I know some ladies, if you come to a betweener, already you are lost. They want you to come yourself. <laughs> because boldness is a mark of righteousness. That is why Jesus or the writer of Hebrews says that, therefore, calm. Boldly onto the throne of grace. I can tell you the reason why some of your prayers are not answered is because you went into the throne of grace without boldness. You make God angry. You go there doubting because you are looking at yourself. Hey, because I stole the meat, I'm not qualified enough to pray. But Jesus or the right of Hebrews is therefore come boldly onto the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help you in time of need. Come boldly. So the word of God for us tonight is boldness. Honey, you need to be bold. Your prayers cannot substitute boldness. Your ideas cannot substitute boldness. Your humility <laughs> cannot substitute boldness. And that's one thing about Ghanaians. I was talking to a friend um, a few days ago. He was telling me about a doctor who had um, an idea he wanted to start a particular NGO and he was seeking for funding or help. And he went to a very rich woman who wanted help. And the rich man asked that, how much do you want? And he being a typical Ghanaian, he wanted to be modest. So he asked for something very little. He didn't want to, unquote, offend the person. And the woman there then signed the check and gave it to him. And the woman said, I think Lizzie asked for $5,000. And the woman said that, if you had asked for $20,000, I would have given it to you. But then the guy realized, that it was too late. And many of us, this is what happens to us. That's why many times when we go for interview, we are so we are so humble. Oh, someone says, Oh, anything you give me, I will take it. When you know that's not the truth. Many of us are not bold enough to ask for what we want. And that's one thing I like about the Europeans. When they are asking for things, it's as though they are entitled to it. But that's how God wants us to act. That's what I love about the prodigal son. He went to their father and said, Give me my share of the inheritance. And the elder brother also wanted his share, but he could not act. That is why, when later the, the younger son came, he was angry with the father and said, You did not give me one goat. Because for all along, the elder brother wanted goats to do a house party, but he never had the boldness to go. But the young son went and said, Father, give me. He didn't go to negotiate with Allah Dada. It was a real story, I'm hoping to meet him in heaven. and he asked him, like, hey, nigga, are you for relax? He said, give me my share of my health and that belongs to me. How dare you ask for inheritance when the father is still alive? But because he was bold enough to ask the father gave it to him, and that happened to the Satraphinian woman when she came to see Jesus for healing. And Jesus said, actually, I cannot give the bread belongs to the children to dogs. And the woman was bold enough to say, You are calling me a dog, I know both. But even that which falls off from the table, the dogs eat it. Then Jesus said, Hey, this woman has caught my attention. She was bold enough, the woman with the issue of blood. When she went to touch the hem on the garment, she was bold enough to take that decision. Because if they had caught only God knows what happened to her. Because at that time, it was not allowed for a woman in such a state to mingle with people. Look at Zacchaeus. He was bold enough to run ahead and climb the tree. And when Jesus got to the sycamore tree, he said, come down, for today I shall die with you. Sometimes the miracle you are looking for, you have prayed enough, honey. You have prayed enough. It's time for you to be bold. To start that project, it's time for you to be bold, my brothers. i pray you are getting the girl saying, you know, I like to be small brother. If i propose proposing to a girl, she wants you to say, I love you, baby. Do you love me too? If the girl says no, then Charlie will be like, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> but you need to be bold, because that book will not be written by itself if you're not bold enough. Those dreams will remain dreams if you're not bold enough to dare go. That's one thing I like about my mom. Oh, my mom, Joseph. He was bold enough to tell Potiphar's wife that no, I shall not sleep with you because he knew that those two dreams were not a result of overeating or alcohol the last night. He was bold enough to tell Potiphar's wife. No. even when Potiphar's wife held him. He was bold enough to run. run. Many of us would have said, oh, Charlie, my madam, my madam, you let me just stay there. But he was bold enough to run, even if he taking him, leaving his his garment with a woman. You will need boldness to overcome sin. You will need boldness to achieve the dreams and the ideas that God has given to you. You will need boldness to enter your promised land. That is why God is telling you only be bold and courageous. Send that email, send that WhatsApp message, apply for that job, go for that training because the dream that God has given to you, it is not a fallacy, it is a reality and you as a righteous person, you are supposed to be as bold as a lion. Timidity and cowardice is a spirit and it is the twin brother of fear, they all go together. And nothing good comes out of fear. And that is what the devil does. He attacks our boldness with fear. And immediately he sees, you are shaking someone and said ah, I have got him. Boldness is the last piece of the puzzle. Because whether you realize it or not, or whether you appreciate it or not, a Goliath is waiting for you. If you have not met Sam yet, do not worry. Goliath is waiting for you. A Sambalat and a Tobias is waiting for you. A (laughs) Haman is waiting for you. Potiphar's wife is waiting for you. Nebuchadnezzar. Is waiting for you. The scribes and the Pharisees, they are waiting for you. And you need to be in Look at some statements Jesus made. Say, Jesus Christ, I you should have relaxed. I feel like Jesus is going too strong. And the sermon in Creed in John chapter 6 that you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. Hey, now relax. Eh? <laughs> Me and you, all know that you are a carpenter. You are coming, relax. At least when you are 50 years old, they can be making such statement. You are saying a 30-year-old man say that before Abraham was I. am hey. you see that's how come they were able to tell that the apostles were anointed because in John chapter 4 when they caught them and they were supposed to make their defense Peter said for we cannot but speak of the things that we have seen and heard and the people said and they reckoned that they had been with Jesus because they knew that there was no way that this uneducated fisherman could have the boldness to stand against the council before them they knew it must be their Anointing, they knew it must be their association with Jesus. And when they took notice of their boldness, they realized that there's a lost cause. The world will salute to your boldness. The world will bow to your boldness. When you come out and say, I am the one. And you sometimes at work, you know, Ghanaians, you are all modern. That's one thing I like about the Nigerians. <laughs> the way they do more, I see they can do the thing. But the Nigerians are generally bold people. They would approach, they would make them. As the move. Ask for big to come back. We would just come. Everyone was in university. We used to do that a lot. Whenever election was to give us a surprise quiz or give us an assignment, all we had to do was to incite the Nigerians in the class. <laughs> and when they arrived, they say. Professor, we will not go do the test. We will not err eh, when they start. They will have we are safe as for us. <laughs> we will hide behind them and be inciting them. That, actually, we have made them to learn for. They want to give us that. ah or more. Or like that. As for we Ghanaians, we don't like those things. When we go to work, we always want to include, present false humility. Oh, we, dear, we don't like trouble. We are sitting at somewhere. That is why we will bow to the golden statue. That is why we will succumb to Potiphar. That is why we will be like the brothers of David, and we will just be in the army. But David too saw that this old sacrifice, hey, how dare this small boy. Mwah. I wish you could just picture the situation. David standing before a giant and telling him that you are cut off your head when you are not holding a sword. All you are holding is a sling and stone. How dare David say he's going to cut off the head of a philistine i'm sure david had no idea how he was going to do it that's what they call boldness and yet again our boldness stems from the word of god to us if god has said you should start that business that is your source of your boldness if god has given you that idea that is the source of your boldness you must start you must make that move you must send that email and brother you must propose and sister <laughs> you must accept the proposal <laughs> be bold enough to start and i would just like to end as we look at esau in genesis chapter 27 verse 40 you know after jacob had stolen in quote. The birthright of Esau. I me, mean, I don't think he stole it because Esau now sold the birthright for a bowl of beans, <laughs> red soup. But when Esau went, let's just read it Genesis chapter 24, verse 40. I want us to read it from the NIV version because of the particular word that was used Genesis 27, verse 40. So now let's start from the verse 38. Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. Then Esau wept aloud. Remember in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews made reference to this verse that he sought soft saw after his blessing with many tears. Verse 39, his father Isaac answered him, answered him, your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven, because you know you had already given the blessing to Jacob, the dew of heaven and the grain of the land. You will live by the sword. And you would serve your brother. Please let's take notes. Look at the verse 40. It says, You will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. But look at the next word, the NIV. It says, It puts a full stop, and it says, But. So immediately, English, as they will tell us, immediately you see the word But. It means that it's come to negate everything that was said before. I want to appreciate the situation. The father Isaac has blessed Jacob. And we are talking about the particular blessing, the blessings of Abraham. This is not a small blessing, no? And he has already given the blessing to Jacob. And he told him, actually, the blessing, it has gone. And because it has gone to somebody else, you would serve your brother. So imagine he was talking to an African or a Ghanaian in particular. He would have said, my case is finished. I'm married spiritually. So, there's nothing I can do. You know when we are doing the parable of the shield manager, the guy did not have self-pity. He did not say, Charlie, at last, my master has got me cheating. So let me wallow in my situation. But look at what Isaac told Esau. The verse 40, the big part. He says, but, but. <laughs> so even though he has given Esau his future, he is giving him a caveat, a back door to escape the curse upon his life. And he says that. But when you grow restless, (laughs) but when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from your neck. Ah. Isaac is telling Esau that the blessings of Abraham is upon Jacob's life. But there is a way to overcome. There's a cheat code or there's a backdoor. You know, I don't, I don't know coding, but those who code, mostly when I watch movies. That's what I'm getting informed. I don't know if Do you should know sometimes when they want to hack into the CIA server. They may be a former agent, like was done something wrong. Maybe an agent who coded the whatever, website or their something. Mostly says, I left a back door. So in case he wants some information, <laughs> I don't know how the back door looks like in coding, but there's a back door to the case. And he told so that when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from your neck what is iso saying that the secret to breaking the curse the yoke of bondage over your neck is for you to become restless about your situation you see until ghana and africa and until you you become restless about your situation the yoke will continue to beat over your head until you become restless about the state of your health the curse of sickness will continue to be over your neck until you become restless about the state of finances in your family the yoke will still be over your head and until Ghana and until africa we become restless until we become unease Until we become uncomfortable about our situation, we will continue to be relegated to the background. Listen, it is not our prayer that will take us to the landline. We have prayed enough as Africans. In fact, when we are still praying, almost every mountain in Ghana is covered with prayer. But look at what Isaac is telling Esau. He didn't say when you pray for hours. He didn't say when you get revelation. He didn't say when you go for anointing. In fact, if you are going to swim in the river Jordan, you will still wallow in poverty, you will still wallow in sickness, you will still wallow in that state that we learned in Proverbs 24. The farm will turn wheat and broken wall." but the antidote to breaking the curse over your neck is when you become restless, when you become uneased when you become disturbed about your situation. Now, let's look at whether Esau really became wrestling. Now, remember, the case was that you would serve your brother. Now, let's look at when Jacob was going to meet Esau. That is Genesis chapter 32. And I think we read this about being left alone. And you know the strategy that Jacob put in place. He had to send people ahead, etc., etc. Now, let's look at when Jacob was going to meet Esau. After he has wrestled um, with the man, Genesis chapter 33 let's look at the from the verse 2 well so let's let's look at from the verse 1 Jacob looked upon and there he saw Esau coming <laughs> with 400 men so he divided the children from among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants verse 2 he put the female servants and their children in front Leah and their children next and Rahel and Joseph in the grave the verse 3 he himself went ahead Look at what Jacob did and bowed down to the ground seven times as he approached his brother. Now I don't know about you, but when not when I become a massa, a massa, I mean in the context of in Ghana, when I have house helps and I am coming home, my house help who serves me. I don't see a situation where when I'm coming home and I'm going to see my house help who's come to pick my suitcase, my billion-dollar suitcase and coming to park my car in my, my billion-dollar garage. <laughs> I don't see a situation where I'll be bowing down seven times as I'm approaching my house help. Remember the case, He said that You would serve your brother. I don't see the situation whereby a servant is being bowed to seven times by the master. Something must have happened. Look at it in verse 3. He himself went ahead, and bowed down to the ground seven times as he approached his brother. You know, Jacob, for the sake of time, Jacob wanted to give Esau many things. So let's 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 read it in the verse six. Then the female servant and his children approached and bowed down, and bowed down. Then Leah and his children came and bowed down. Last of all, Joseph and Ryah also do bow down. <laughs> so everybody is bowing down to Esau. Now look how what happened. Esau asked, What is the meaning of all this flock and heads I need to find? And Jacob is asking, he said, is to find favor in your eyes, my Lord. <laughs> you know, you can say that Jacob was trying to switch talk Esau because he knew that he left on bad circumstances. But I'm telling you, I don't see a situation where I will try and switch talk. My house help, or my garden boy, or my chef. Jacob is calling Esau my lord. Now let's look at it. Maybe let's assume that you know Jacob is a deceiver. But now his name is Israel, so he's no longer a deceiver. But look at the next verse. Verse 8, the same verse. He said, "Is to find favor in your eyes, my lord. But look at what Esau said. But Esau said, I have plenty, my brother. Keep what you have to yourself. Can you tell me a situation where America will call Ghana and say Ghana come for loan and our president, whoever is our president, whether now or then, will tell Mr. Joe Biden, that Joe Biden, I don't need your dollars. I have enough. Have you heard a servant telling a master that the master has come He said, oh, I want to increase your salary. You have been too good. Then the servant will tell the master, That for my master, the salary you have been paying me is enough. So you keep your salary. Something must have happened. Something must have happened. Because there is no way that Esau... Remember the case of Isaac to Esau. He's saying that you will be far away from the dew of heaven. You will not eat the grain because he has already given the dew of heaven and the corn and the wine to Jacob. So what is going to be left with Esau is poverty and scarcity. And he said that you would serve your brother, but he said that when you become restless you will break the yoke of poverty because remember the blessings of riches have already been given to Jacob, but Esau said I have enough. The day Ghana and the day Africa will tell the European nations that we have enough. Take away your loans. We don't need your help again. We don't need your technical support. We don't need your financial aid. That day, Africa and Ghana will become developed. We'll change from a developing country, as they like to put it, just not to offend us, to a developed country. Something must have happened to Esau. Iso. ISO became restless. And we saw a time came when ISO said that, no, I cannot continue living this way. I must change my story. Is the same thing about the blind man, Bartimeus He realized that I cannot keep sitting here forever. And he kept shouting, Jesus, the son of David, have mercy upon me. And they tried to shut him down. But the Bible said, as they kept talking him down, he kept shouting the loudness. The blind man, Bartimeus became restless about his situation. And he took the boldness to shout that Jesus, son of David, how messy upon me and i came to announce to you sweetheart, that until you become restless about your situation and you become bold enough to take steps you would keep praying about your situation but honey nothing will change so god told moses That before the Red Sea, this is not the time for you to pray. He told Moses, just march forward. And I came to give you a prophetic word. God is telling you that march forward. You have prayed enough. I have anointed your staff. He told Moses, when you get to the Red Sea, lift up your staff. And I came to announce to you, when you meet Goliath, lift up the staff, which is the word of God. When you meet obstacles, lift up the staff. We all know the economy in Ghana is not the Best you are trying to start a business, and the little you have gathered, they want to use wonderful taxes to take away your situation. This is not the time for you to be complaining and be murmuring and to be angry about the economy, about the government. This is the time for you to lift up your rod and say, My God shall supply every need. And you don't just end with a confession, but you still take the step of registering your business, of starting your business, of sending your email, you may have seen an offer. And when you look at the qualifications, a thousand years experience and you have only 100 years, do not worry about that. There is a word from God to you that when you become restless and you become bold, send that email, send that email, apply for that job, propose to that lady, be bold enough, be restless enough. When thou has become restless, I came to announce to you, you are not angry about your situation yet. That is why you are comfortable. And in case you don't know, let me tell you, it takes effort to become rich. (laughs) You see, I was talking to someone today, and a person was telling me that, oh, he just grabbed... (laughs) I was saying, oh, and I, I just jokingly asked her, when are you going to ring the bell? The guy said, oh, you know, just, I just finished school, so I want to work two, three years. And I said, oh, girl, oh, after three years, she has also finished school. She's doing the national service. We work two years, and she will work three years then. And so by 2020, I was just looking, I was not looking like I was on water. I was there, and I just told the guy that, brother, it is only in mathematics that one plus one is close to two nowhere in life is one plus one equal to two if you think life was as simple as that like oh I'll work for two years I will buy a house get a car I say hey which country is this guy talking from <laughs> oh as <what's> a <the> mercy <laughs> um, buy a house if you can't buy a house can you rent an apartment maybe a three bedroom you know you see and I said, hey this guy is living in a room <laughs> it's only in maths that from step 1 you go to step 2 or 1 plus 1 is equal to 2 in life it's not 1 plus 1 is equal to 2 it is 1 plus thousand (laughs) you see and because Ghanians are comfortable about our situation that's why many people who claim are entrepreneurs immediately they find a job that pays them in quotes well enough their dream dies off because actually their dream was not the business they wanted to start sorry their dream was about getting money so imagine a Ghanaian being paid, let's say, $3,000. you will be okay. Frankly speaking, oh, you can afford a decent, decent accommodation. You can live a good life. You will not start your business. Because ideally, the truth of the matter is that your dream actually was not the business, it was making money. That is why anybody we hear the story oh, he left his job as a banker, or he left his job as a lecturer, he left his job as a pharmacist to be. I know somebody who I think an optometrist. And he left to become a comedian everybody was a person strangely this is somebody who was restless about the situation he knew that their dream is not optometry their dream is not pharmacy their dream is to become a footballer or to be a comedian and let me tell you the and that's one thing about government sector in ghana that you should run away from government sector makes you comfortable because you know that you will never lose your job and you know oh, if you work for two three years You'll be promoted to become this and that and this in about 50 years. You become director of something, something your retirement 100 million, and you're okay. That is not a the dream. Then you would realize how difficult it is to leave your comfortable government job or to leave your comfortable job and start a business or start a project. You would that's why many dreams die off because when they look at the fight and the battles they have to go through, well, actually, I have a nice car. In two years time, I'll buy another four-wheel drive. I have one range. My wife has a a V8. Our children have a Corolla. Don't worry, we are okay. But God is telling you, honey, that idea you have prayed about, it's when you become restless and you become bold that you will throw the yoke off your neck. And I came for a word for Ghana, a word for you, and a word for Africa. Until we tell the Europeans, like Esau told Jacob, that we have plenty, we have plenty, we don't need your money, we have enough resources to make money for ourselves, we don't need your money. The day that we would make that declaration, that day we have thrown off the yoke of our head, we need to make that declaration that we need to work, we will need to work to build our roads. We will need to work to build our train our railway system we need to work to build good proper functioning state institutions we need to work to create a good environment for business opportunity we will need to work on our tourism industry we cannot keep relying on nature people have badlands but they are making disney world they're making recreational centers we will need to work but it will start with us making that declaration that we have plenty. And tonight you want to pray intensely. You want to pray intensely. That Father we pray, that may we become restless about our situation. Hey, may we not become comfortable because we are married to the handsome, tall guy and he has a car and we are also saving to buy a car. It's not the dream. May you not become comfortable with that government job. May you not become comfortable with that promotion. May you not become comfortable with the situation, unless that is the dream that God has given you. But if you know the dream is the promised land, Father, give us no rest. May we become restless. May we become restless, Lord. I pray for everyone listening to us who wants to wallow in his comfort zone. I pray that, Father, may you send Paul stones to shake us off our comfort zone may you disturb us god may you disturb us may you intrude our privacy May you intrude our comfort. We need to become bold. We need to write those books. We need to start those programs. We need to make those moves. We need to write those emails. We need to propose to that lady. We need to accept those proposals. Father, we pray for the grace to be bold, to say no. Paul said that for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all teaching us to say no to all forms of unclean we need the boldness of Joseph we need the boldness of Nehemiah we need the boldness of David we need the boldness of Jesus and may we become restless because we yoke as Africans that we are carrying that we are loved we are loved That. We are scorned. We are despised. We are only seen as consumers and not contributors. May we become restless that the black race will not be seen as a wasted race. We will not have to do movements about Black Lives Matter. When they see our works, they will know that Black Lives Matter it is not about sloganeering. It is not about going on demonstration. When they see that you have become prosperous, they will know that you are not to be toyed with. When Jacob So that Esau had plenty enough. Then he knew that something has changed. Father, we pray for the boldness to say, We have plenty. Keep what you have. We have plenty. Keep what you have. It is time for us to get up from the pity party, a party of ourselves a life of procrastination a life of excuses and a life of shifting of blames father we kill these three spirits in our life the spirit of procrastination we kill the spirit of shifting blames we kill the spirit of irresponsibility it's enough stop blaming the Europeans stop blaming the British stop blaming the francophone nations or France stop blaming them it is time for you to be restless it is time for you to be restless stop blaming the government of the day stop blaming corona stop blaming the hiking prices it is time for us to be restless and when we have become restless we will break the yoke over our father we pray for the strength of god for indeed the wicked flee when no one pursues but we the righteous we are as bold as a lamb we thank you for an answer prayer we thank you for the privilege to pray, and most importantly, we thank you that you hear us when we call. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen and Amen. 2022, no darling, <laughs> no darling. It's it we are procrastinated, we are anticipated. 2020, 2020 came within nothing. You anticipated, so oh, Corona will go by 2021. It is still around. It is time to make those moves. Brother, it's time for you to get married. You <laughs> need this a But remember to give God your very best and bold enough to only man nothing but love. See you next week. Even as we look at the last prayer, God wants us to pray consistently in the year 2022. See you next week. Have a wonderful week and be bold in this weekend with you. Amen.